Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee faithfully served the Lord for more than seven decades, co-laboring with Watchman Nee in China in the first half of the 20th century, before continuing his ministry in Taiwan, later in America, and eventually over the entire earth. He spoke these Life Study messages before thousands of people, and much of his speaking has been published as over 400 titles. These life studies are perhaps his most significant work, taking 21 years for him to complete, and we're happy today to be able to bring you selected portions from those messages. If you'd like to find out more about his ministry, about the life studies themselves, and Living Stream Ministry, please visit our website, lsm.org, or call us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now let's join today's program. We live in an age when Christians and faith in God and belief in His Word are under much outward attack. Things that were once accepted as firmly part of our heritage and foundation as a nation are now ridiculed and publicly criticized. Many believers see this as a time to rise up and be heard and be seen. Many high-profile ministries and Christian workers vie for exposure in the media to make a name for themselves to counter this attack of God's enemy against His people. But what does the Bible say about our outward visibility? Yes, we are to be lights in the world, shining forth with the word of life. But we also need to consider Paul's word to the church in Colossians chapter 3. If therefore you were raised together with Christ, seek the things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things which are above, not on the things which are on the earth. For if you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, our life, is manifested, then you also will be manifested with him in glory. Ed Marks has joined us for this life study. Ed, welcome back. Chris, it's good to be here. And like you said in your introduction, uh, this phrase that you read, our life is hidden with Christ in God, there has to be a hidden aspect to our Christian life, which we'll see in this message. I think this message will be a great help to all of our listeners. Uh, I think so, too, Ed. The title, actually, of the life study that we're involved with today uh, is Christ Our Life. This phrase from chapter 3, verse 4, which we just read, is a marvelous expression, really at the core of God's economy. But to understand it, we have to get into what's implied in such an expression, Ed. What is implied here, Ed, is the process that God had to go through in his economy so that Christ could become our life. Briefly, Ed, explain what we mean when we use this word process. Chris, when we talk about God going through a process in order to dispense himself into us, what we're looking at is the procedures or the steps that God passed through to bring about a certain result. That's what a process is, is is procedures issuing in a concrete result. Well, God had to pass through some procedures. And uh, we'll see what these procedures, these processes are, so that he could impart his wonderful person into our being to be our life and to be our person and to be our everything. Ed, in the course of the message that we're going to hear uh, in a few minutes today, Witness Lee presented a chart that uh, he called the process of the divine economy. 
the chart is very helpful in understanding just what we've been talking about. If our listeners have the printed life study volumes of Colossians, and many have uh, called in and ordered this by now, you'll find that chart on page 228 in the life study. It's very helpful. It's very valuable. But the majority of our listeners obviously don't have the chart. So what I'd like you to do, if you could, is sort of walk us through this chart of the divine economy in such a way that our listeners can get at least a mental visualization of the chart. I think it'll be helpful today. Right, Chris. And again, what this chart shows us is the process of God's economy. It actually shows us the processes through which God passed to dispense himself into us so that we could become the body of Christ, the church. So with this chart, first we see God and how God created the universe, all living things. Even he created man as the pinnacle of his creation. Then The third stage of this chart is incarnation. This was a process that God went through. He created the universe. He even created man and all living things. But then God himself became a man. What a process this was. He stepped out of eternity into time and with his divinity into humanity to become a God-man. This is the third step on this chart. You have God, creation, incarnation. Then the fourth step is human living. God actually lived a human life of 33 and a half years on this earth to set up a pattern of what the Christian life should be. Then the chart points out that he went from human living to the cross where he died an all-inclusive death. He destroyed all the negative things in the universe. Then the chart points out how he went into the tomb for three days. And actually, all the negative things in the universe were crucified and also went into this tomb with Christ. His death was an all-inclusive death. His tomb is an all-inclusive tomb. But then he came out of the tomb, this is the next step of this chart, and in resurrection, the chart tells us that he became the life-giving spirit. 1 Corinthians 15, 45 tells us that Christ as the last Adam became a life-giving spirit in resurrection. Surely this is a process. So you can see the processes that God went through. The Word became flesh. That's a process. John 1.14, the last Adam became a life-giving spirit in resurrection. That's another process. Then he entered into ascension where he became the head of the body and the Lord over all things. The chart points this out. But then the next section of the chart shows how he descended as the all-inclusive spirit. We can see this in the book of Acts when the disciples were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then the last portion of the chart shows us that what was produced was the church as the body of Christ. Through the processes the triune God went through, incarnation, human living, crucifixion, resurrection. He became the life-giving spirit. He imparted himself into us as the life-giving spirit. He baptized us in the spirit. So we're clothed with the spirit. And now we are the body of Christ, the church. This is how the church was produced. So this chart is very marvelous to show us the process of the divine economy, which is actually the triune God himself passing through all these processes so he can be dispensed into us to produce us as the church, the body of Christ. Ed, we're going to pick up Witness Lee right now. 
and he will be connecting the process of the divine economy from this chart that you've been describing with verse 3, how we began the program, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. This is a marvelous connection. I hope all of our listeners will stay with us. You open up yourself to the Spirit, and you let the Spirit have the free way. Then He will just flow within you. And His flowing within you will bring you the death of Christ, the effectiveness of Christ. Then this effective death will carry Christ to you. Now, You are dead in Christ and you are living in his resurrection. It is right here. Christ is our life. And our life has been hidden with Christ in God. What does this mean? Our life. Hidden with Christ in God. Through a long process, four things meet together. God, man, the heaven, and the church. God, man, the heaven, and the church. Are you not in God? Number one. Number two, I am in the heaven. Are you not in the heavens? You are in the heavens. And number three, I am in the church. To be in God is to be in the heavens. I'm in the heavens. And to be in the heavens is to be in the church. And to be in the church is to be in the heavens. To be in the heavens is to be in God. Now, hallelujah. I am in God. I'm in the heavens. I'm in the church. If you could see this, right where you could understand, you and Christ all are hidden in God. Then... Where are you? In God. Where are you? Where are you? In church. Now you are with Christ. All together you are with Christ. You can never be separated from Christ. You are with Christ. In God you are with Christ. In the heavens you are with Christ. In the church you are with Christ. With Christ. With Christ. With Christ. Here it says we died. Then we were raised up with Christ. And we were hidden in God with Christ. With Christ. Why? Because Christ and we are just one. And Christ is the body. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 tells us that Christ is the body. And the body, we are the Christ. So we and Christ are one. We are really with Christ. For Christ is, we are there. We are with Christ, hidden in God. Hidden with Christ in God, Ed. This means four things, according to what we just heard. Four things are brought together. Man, God, the heavens, and the church. This is the objective side, the truth side of this verse. The practical side, it seems to me, came out in his word regarding 1 Corinthians 12, 12, which tells us that Christ is the body. So for us to be hidden with Christ in God must mean also that we are hidden in the church, which is the body. 
Exactly, Chris. And this verse, 1 Corinthians 12, 12, is quite remarkable. I'd like to read it. Paul says here, even as the body is one and has many members, yet all the members of the body being many are one body, so also is the Christ. So Paul clearly states here that the body is Christ. Christ is not only the head of the body. Christ is the body of the head. Just like physically, I'm not only my head, I'm also my body. So in the same way, Christ is the head and Christ is the body. And Chris, I was just considering, you know, Paul really saw this at his conversion because he was persecuting the believers. Actually, the voice asked him a question, why do you persecute me? Me, singular. But he was persecuting the disciples. And then the voice said, I am Jesus whom you persecute. Well, obviously, Paul saw that Jesus isn't merely the head in the heavens, but he is also the body on the earth. He has dispensed himself into his many members. And so to persecute the members of Christ's body is to persecute Christ, because Christ, in this sense, is the body. Our life is hidden with Christ in God. We're in Christ. We're in God. We're in the heavens. If we want to enjoy being in the heavens, we need to be in the body life in a practical way. Practically, Chris, I think we realize when we're enjoying the life of the body, just like today, you and I are fellowshipping together. We have people out there listening. They're in this fellowship. We're right now, practically, we are in the body of Christ. And because we're in the body, we're in God and we're in the heavens. Chris, in Romans 16, 20, Paul has a promise there. He says, may the God of peace crush Satan under your feet. That's the feet of the church in Rome. When you fellowship with other believers and stay in a fellowship with the members of the body of Christ, Satan is crushed under your feet and you are practically in the heavenlies. It's good to be in God, in the heavens, in Christ by being in the body through maintaining the fellowship of the body through the members of the body. Yet in this last portion today, and I'm glad we have a a fair amount of time after Witness Lee speaking to come back, because I think this is very important. We really opened the program with this topic. We see that we're not only hidden in him, but according to verse 4, which says again, when Christ our life is manifested, then you will also be manifested with him in glory. There's a day coming, Ed, when there will be a proper and full and complete and absolute manifestation of, as Witness Lee would say, who's who and what is what. And that's uh, the subject of this final portion. What we are, where we are today, is altogether a matter hidden. Hidden. I like this word, hidden. Hidden in God. But one day, we will appear. One day, Christ will come. Christ will appear. Where? In glory. And we will be there in glory with him. Today is our hidden day. But that day is our appearing day. If possible, don't advertise yourself. Our today's life should be a hidden life. A hidden life. Even Christ today is hidden. You just think even today how much Christ is hidden. And how much criticisms, rumors, attacks, oppositions, the hidden Christ is suffering. 
He suffered. People just attack him. People oppose him. People scold him. Revolt against him. It seems there is not such a Christ. He be silent. He's hidden. This should be our life. This should be our life. Our life should not be so exposed, promoted. Hallelujah. Our life, our church life, must be hidden life. Hidden where? In the church. Where? In the heavens. Where? In God. Our church life today must be one hidden in God. Hidden in the heavens. Hidden in the church. As long as I'm hidden, I'm with Christ. In God, in heavens, and in the church. When I am exposed, promoted, I'm outside of Christ. I'm not with Christ. One day, He will appear. And we will appear with Him. That is our promoting day. Not today. Romans 8, 19 and 21. These verses tell us even the whole creation is expecting to have that day. The day of the revelation of the sons of God. The day of the freedom of the glory of the children of God. We will appear in glory with our Christ. Oh, that is wonderful day. But today we are hidden here. But that time, even our vile body will be transfigured into a glorious one. Today, we are hidden with Christ in God, in heavens, and in the church. And not only is our life hidden with Christ in God, but as he pointed out, there's a time coming when this hidden life will be manifested with him in glory. I appreciated the verses he mentioned in Romans 8. Even the creation is waiting and groaning for that day. The point here, Ed, it seems is that this is not the time when we should be fighting outwardly to be noticed, to be exposed, or to promote ourselves. But I think it's hard for a lot of believers to uh, to practice this, especially today when there's so much outward attack and slander. This tends to bring out a tendency in us to want to sort of step out and make a statement, doesn't it? It does, Chris, and this is a very important point, Chris. Let me just mention this. On the one hand, like you said earlier, we need to be the lights of the world, the salt of the earth, but we need to do things in a hidden way because there's something in our natural man in our flesh we like to be glorified. We like to be noticed. We just like to do things to display ourselves and glorify ourselves. This is why in Matthew chapter 6, You know, when the Lord is revealing the nature of the kingdom people, he says, when you do your righteousness, you know, take care that you don't do it before men in order to be gazed at by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your father who's in the heavens. So the Lord tells us when we give alms, we shouldn't sound a trumpet before us. We have to give in secret. It's degraded when we give and we announce or publicize how much we give. We should give in a secret way. We should fast in a secret way, and we should pray in a secret way. We should have much time to have secret times with the Lord to contact him and enjoy him. You know, even the Lord says, and this is again in Matthew 6, verse 6, says, when you pray, enter into your private room. It says, 
and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When Christ is manifested, we'll be manifested with him in glory. You know, there's a marvelous footnote in the recovery version, Chris, that I would like to read. Uh, This is from Matthew 6. It says, The kingdom people live by the Father's divine life and walk according to their spirit. Thus they are required to do good things in secret, not in public. Public exhibition does not correspond with the mysterious hidden nature of the divine life. It's a marvelous note. Even, Chris, Isaiah 45, 15, if you look at this verse, it refers to God as a God who hides himself. So in this age, God is doing a lot of things. He's working, he's operating, but he does most of his work secretly and hiddenly within us. In the same way, when we carry out the works in our Christian life, whether we're giving, we're praying, we're fasting, we need to have much secret contact with the Lord, secret experience of the Lord. Then in that day, when he's manifested, we'll be manifested with him in glory. That will be the day of public exhibition, when everyone will see Christ expressed and radiating out of our being in a marvelous way for a display to the whole universe. But this is a day when we need to enjoy Christ and experience Christ and do good deeds by Christ in a secret way to please solely our Father, not to satisfy the lust of our flesh for human glory and recognition. Ed, you and I were together a few days ago, and you brought out uh, one of Paul's points in Colossians was to uh, set up the preeminence of Christ, that Christ has the first place in all things. He really has no uh, desire in his economy today to sort of share the stage with anyone, does he? Yeah, that's right. Everything we do has to be for God's glory, for which is God's expression. We don't want to express ourselves. We don't want to display ourselves. We want to express Christ and display Christ. This is why Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4, 5, he said, we do not preach ourselves but Christ Jesus as Lord. So even when we speak, we have to give our testimony, surely. But we need to be careful that we don't preach ourselves to display ourselves, to glorify ourselves. Our ministry, our speaking, is to exalt Christ as Lord so that he can have the preeminence in everything. Ed, just as a closing word, isn't that predominant characteristic, uh, even in this ministry that we enjoy so much, but the, the focus of it is not the minister. It's always bringing us back to Christ day after day. Exactly, Chris. This is what I appreciate about this ministry so much is every time you read this ministry or you hear it, at least my experience, it just stirs us up to love the Lord, to pursue the Lord, to exalt the Lord, and to express Him and display Him in all things. Thank you for your help today and hope you'll come back soon, Ed. Uh, Thank you very much, Chris. I'm really looking forward to the next Life Study message that we can enjoy together. Let me leave you with our toll-free number and invite you to contact us toll-free 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. For Ed Marks today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. 
The focus of Living Stream is the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China in the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Witness Lee brought this ministry first to Taiwan, then later to North America and eventually to the entire world. For more than 20 years, he spoke these life study messages, unveiling how each book of the Bible shows God's eternal plan. God, through Christ, wants to dispense his life and nature into redeemed man so that man would become God's expression, enlargement, counterpart, and habitation. These studies go far beyond mere doctrine and unveil a personal, practical, and experiential Christ. In these short 26-minute programs, we summarize and condense Witness Lee's rich speaking. But to enjoy all the riches in these messages, we hope you'll visit our website at lifestudy.com. There, you can read all of the Life Study messages absolutely free of charge. You can even create your own Life Study reading schedule or download more Life Study audio programs just like this one and all at no cost. Again, the website, lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening. What does it mean to love God? For in pouring out this ointment on my body, she has done it for my burial. Wherever this gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what this woman has done shall also be told. Matthew 26, verses 12 and 13. Mary received the revelation of the Lord's death through the Lord's words. Hence she grasped the opportunity to pour upon the Lord the best that she had. To love the Lord with our best requires a revelation concerning Him. The story of the Gospel is that the Lord loved us, and the story of Mary is that she loved the Lord. We must preach both. One is for our salvation, and the other is for our consecration. Scripture, Matthew 26, verses 12 and 13, and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit lsm.org.